Hello fellow Whippets and Whippets, it's Sophie James and the Whippet Out team, Nicole Evans waiting in the wings. How are you, Nicole? I'm currently eating a pear. Oh, nice, nice. We don't do it by halves here. We, we relax around you guys. We hope you feel at home with us too. <laughs> the thing is, is I'm currently on Slimming World. Yeah. All snacks, healthy snacks, speed food. So yeah. I know that you've done Slimming World before. And I, am, I have failed many times, but yes. I am totally on a one-woman mission to make sure I look hot for my Hendy. Yes, and you will look hot for your Hendy. You look hot now for your Hendy. I don't know about anyone else out there, but I have tried every diet, I think, possible. Um, let's see if you've, you've done these ones. Have you done the one that you eat just meat? Is that the Atkins? No, it's called, I think it's called the Dun Duncan diet or something like that. Have you tried that one? I've tried the Duncan Donuts diet. <laughs> that didn't go well. Oh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't advise, yeah, neither did the meat one, to be honest. It was awful. And then I've tried the watermelon diet. Have you tried that one? We just eat watermelon. No, that's not a diet. That's just eating yeah. watermelon. Yeah, so that wasn't very good. I've also tried the, um, well, I'll tell you about weddings. So my friend was getting married and I was a bridesmaid. And um, <laughs> have you ever had one of those wraps <laughs> where they literally like cover you in this like slimming thing and literally like put cellophane around your whole body? <laughs> and I looked at one of the other bridesmaids and I just went too little too late. Just too little too late. <laughs> Managed to get into the bridesmaid dress. Looked all right. This is but, yeah. really old school, but um, I remember doing the cabbage soup diet. Cabbage soup, that sounds horrendous. Haven't tried that one, Nick. I love cabbage soup, bit of salt. But uh, yeah, no, that one just makes your house stink all the time. But a big one at the minute is the keto diet, isn't it? Everyone seems to be doing keto. What's that one? What do you do? I don't know. To be honest, I've, I've not done it before, but I know that people rave about it. And yeah. obviously there's the Cambridge diet. And yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's, I can't, yeah, I've done Slimming World quite a bit, but I just, so a little bit about another thing is when I got married, oh, you remember what, this year coming, so next year, I'm going to be married nine years, nearly 10 years, it's crazy. I got married at 21 and I slimmed down for my wedding, like most brides do. And uh, on my honeymoon, I put on two stone. How? Aren't you supposed to be banging all on your honeymoon? How did you how did you put on weight? You're supposed to be taking yeah. it off. No, it was all inclusive. And I took that seriously, Nicole. I wanted to get every penny's worth. And That's I did. Good. Literally at the end of that honeymoon, I couldn't even zip up some of my dresses. <laughs> <laughs> and I always said, Oh, I'll, I'll lose it. I'll lose it once I uh, once I get back. Did I lose it? No. Nine years later, I'm still five stone heavier than I was when I got married. Never mind. He's got what he's got. Know, got the ring on. Yeah. I'm too late. <laughs> too late now, love. Too late. You got me for life. Speaking of weddings, <laughs> I'm supposed to be getting married next week. Oh, Nick. Hashtag oh. COVID bride. <laughs> COVID bride. Another one of my friends as well today was supposed to get married. COVID sucks. Like, I don't know how many of you guys are feeling ugh, frustrated and confused like we're so confused I know the women put out a few articles in the last few weeks haven't they about 
reacting to COVID as a business and tier one, tier... What are you in? You're tier two? We are tier two at the moment. However, we are bordering on tier three at the minute. Um, And I know that I did quite a lot of research for the article. I went and had a look at PIF and all of the, um, the things that have been put out by animal welfare and trying to figure out exactly where groomers lie because there is a very it's a sort of such a niche sort of area to be in where we all believe that it's you know it's an essential business to keep on top of dogs courts and stuff and we had an absolute nightmare after the first lockdown because I don't know about you but the amount of matted courts we had to shave off was unreal um the COVID cut the COVID cut seven all off but I think that if if we go into lockdown next time, and I know that Wales are in lockdown at the moment, and mm-hmm. Northern Ireland are in Scotland, um, so I think that if oh, England, Scotland, I didn't know Scotland gone into proper lockdown now. Oh, I might have made that up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think I just I just news on the whip it news on the whip it. All these yeah. Scottish groomers are like what? What? <laughs> Supposed to be in the nine, Nicole. <laughs> no, I don't, I actually don't know about what I thought Scotland were, but anyway. Um, I think that if we do go into a proper full lockdown, I think the issue is, is that we are allowed to be open. However, we're not classed as essential travel. So I think there's sort of grey areas where if people can walk their dogs to you in their hours worth of exercise a day, or you can go and collect the dogs and pick them up, that is also allowed. Um, So I think there are loopholes to it, but I think it's mostly about using your head making sure that you follow the rules um if you are unsure about anything making sure that you contact your local authority because they're the ones who'll be able to guide you and they will be the ones that are handing out the fines if you break the rules so it's always best to check with your local authority first because i think just a strange situation to be in like i think we're going to look back at the year 2020 and be like did that even happen like i think it's really sad how like people responding to it like there's lots of there's obviously salons that are shut there's also like restaurants that trade and and the um the arts industry really affected as well like it's just really hard to see the actual detrimental effects that this is going to happen like that's happening to everyone out there and not only the physical aspects of it but the mental aspects of it like everyone knows that I've been up and down with my struggles with mental health and we're doing the calendar the naked calendar is all about cancer and mental health um but I feel like it's a real apt time to talk about it because no one has a clue no one has a clue what's happening next week what's happening tomorrow what's going to happen this time next year it's like such a time of uncertainty that I think we've just got to realize that you're not alone in feeling low and I think it's normal to feel low so one thing I think that's not helping at the moment on Facebook especially is that whole thing starting up again where people are saying well I'll be shutting and someone's saying well you don't need to shut or if someone's saying well I'll be staying open no matter what and people are saying well you shouldn't be and you're putting people's lives at risk I think what's most important here is that everybody makes their own decisions responsibly making sure they're not breaking any laws and also stop giving out advice on Facebook of what you should and shouldn't be doing because that yeah. completely depends upon the area that you're living with. Cheers, yeah. Boris. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think just try and have a little bit more understanding of people. There's people out there that that's, whose businesses just will not cope with another lockdown. 
um, yeah. that will not cope if they have to stop working for three weeks or two weeks or however long it is. So I think that a little bit of understanding goes a long way with people. And I think if it came down to, you know, following the rules with COVID or feeding my family, I think that I would probably make a decision like that as well. Fortunately, we're in a, a good position where if we had to close, we would close. Um, but a lot of people aren't in that in that situation and I think that you know you need to be a little bit it's more. unclear isn't it I wish we could get Boris on this podcast how cool would that be we could ask him a hell of a lot of questions <laughs> and then he just deflect completely the understandable completely understandable I understand a word of that <laughs> yeah so so we understand you guys we understand this weird confusing strange abnormal times we're in and we're here to support you um so if you want to chat about something particular or you want us to focus on something or do a poll or just just know that you can reach out to us on our whatsapp number which is here we go again (laughs) oh here we go again all right you know what nick your turn go on get it up you do the number what's the point when you're just so good at it I am. I'm, I'm amazing. And I'd like someone else to try and challenge and see whether they can come up with a little jingle and do it themselves. OK, so let me do it and let's see if anyone wants to send us a voice note of them doing it any better. So here we are. Put this phone number in your contact, girls and guys. It's 07520-670797. That's 07520-670797. The Whip It Out podcast. We just do it so well. So well, Sophie. One of my positivity things that I should put definitely down on my CV. I can do a good jingle. So another thing that we've released on the Whip It, which is brand new, and it's like a little pet thing of mine that I absolutely love doing. So we've started releasing quizzes. Have you done any yeah. of them, Sophie? I haven't even right. known that. That's so exciting. Yeah, right, I love so it. let's do it live. Let's do yeah. it right now. Right, so we're going to do what dog breed best describes you. So here we go. So Sophie, how much exercise do you do per week? I love exercise and would do it all the time if I could. I exercise for at least an hour a day. The only exercise I get is nookie time. I walk the dog. I exercise a few times a week or exercise. No, thank you. So it's either between exercise, no, thank you. And the only exercise I get is nookie time. So I think go for nookie time. Nookie time. Awesome. So the next one is, how would you describe you? I'm nice as pie until you cross me. I like things done a certain way. I'm fiercely protective of the friends and family. I'm totally goofy and fun-loving. I'm lazy. I'm friendly with everyone I meet or I'm high maintenance. Uh, I'd say I'm friendly with everyone I meet. Friendly with everyone you meet. Next one is, what are people's first impressions of you? People are often intimidated by me. People love me immediately. People are standoffish because of my resting bitch face. People think I'm a drama queen or people see me as a hard worker. Oh, I don't know, Nick, you choose. All of the above. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a resting bee face. I would say people love me immediately. You're good at that. You're good at making people like you. Let's go with that. Oh, do you guys love me? Do you love me? How would you describe your look? I put a lot of effort into looking beautiful, plain and unremarkable, cute, alternative. I don't think I'm attractive, elegant or sharp. Oh, this is hard, Nick. I feel like this is taking an attack on my mental ability at the moment. I'm like, who am I? Who do I feel like? Um, I would say that... I'd say you're cute. 
Okay. Okay. You, like a little button. Let's go for that one. Okay. What? Who is your main priority? Family or partner? Boss? Friends? Yourself? Or your co-workers? I'd say family. And what kind of friend are you? I'm a bit lazy with keeping in touch, but I still love them all. I have lots of friends, but no one I'm really close to. I'm sentimental sensitive and never late. I'm always late meeting friends. I have one best friend. We do everything together. And I'm the one that holds my friendship group together. So I'd say I'm a bit lazy with keeping in touch, but I still love them all. Okay. And how much time do you spend getting ready in the morning? It takes as long as it takes to look perfect. Quick roll out of bed, brush my hair and I'm off. If I put face cream on, that would be more than usual. Approximately an hour to make myself presentable. Half an hour, bit of lippy and a splash of mascara. Or I will spend just an hour in the bath. Uh, so I would say that I quick roll out of bread, brush my hair, bread, bed, <laughs> brush my hair and I'm off. Okay. And what's the first thing you want to do when you get home from work? Go back to work. Playtime. Check on all of my family, make sure they're all okay. Skip tea and go straight to bed. Drink wine and go out or turn the heat and put my PJs on and have a cuddle because I'm always cold. Last one, I'm a cuddle girl. And what is your worst personality trait? Lazy, mouthy, workaholic, vain, pushover, overbearing, two-faced or greedy? Oh. Um... Oh, I'm rubbish at this, Nick. You're putting me on the spot. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm lazy. I wouldn't say I'm mouthy. Oh, man, I was definitely I'm... mouthy. I was mouthy. <laughs> I'd say I'm a workaholic, but slash... I'm a bit overbearing as well, I think. I think I'm a bit in-faced. I wouldn't say I'm two-faced. I wouldn't say I'm greedy. So go for workaholic. Okay. But I'm trying to, trying to edit. Wow, a pug. I'm a pug. Yeah, so, I can see the likeness. It says, yeah, you're a hot mess. <laughs> I am a hot mess. You have all the best intentions, but can never seem to get on top of things. There's always something that's got to give, and it's usually you neglecting yourself. Make more time for yourself. You burn the candle at both ends, which means when the house needs cleaning, you just want to hop into bed and bury your head in the sand. Enjoy that Sunday lying, but every other day of the week, make a plan, get yourself organised and brush your damn hair. You despise spending money on yourself and don't even get me started with manicures. You're super lovable and everybody seems to be one to be in with you. You're such a nice person and it shows. You always have a smile for everyone and your kind heart radiates. Let people see it more often. You'll feel better for it. Does that describe <laughs> you or what? I literally have tears. <laughs> Midlife crisis alert. Wow. Gosh, Nick. I know. I worked, do you know what? That took me like eight hours. <laughs> I bet it did. Did you think I'm taking a picture to show my husband? That is actually hilarious. Like, isn't that like down to a T how I feel right now? Like, uh, did you think of me when you were writing that one? You know what? No, I didn't. I was like, I didn't. That's so weird. It's giving me a funny feeling in my chest. I want to see you pugs out there. Who are my fellow pugs, you pugs and pugettes? Come on, guys. I want us to team together and believe in ourselves. We can do it. We can do it. There's lots of other breeds as well. Ryan was a border collie. Wow, okay, yeah. Which was like workaholic and totally focused and driven. And yeah, wow. it was like him down to a T as well. So oh, I think I got it quite accurate. Yeah. What are you? Um, I can't actually remember because every time I test it out, I just click loads of buttons just to make sure it worked. Yeah. I actually done it. Is this scientifically proven? Like, do you think I was a pug in my last life? 
I think yes, absolutely. Do you like getting your nails done? Um, I, I do like getting my nails done. Well, I don't. I find it a bit frustrating. So probably that's like a pug, you know, like I, I, I probably next time I go and get my nails done, I'll do a few snorts and I'll take a few pictures for you guys to see me being a pug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um I'm just I'm just filling mine in now just to see what I am. Yeah, I love it. I want to know what everyone is. I love that one. I love the Disney princess. I love that you're doing quizzes. It's so fun. I love quizzes. I love quizzes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Let me have a look. It's brilliant. I love it. It's a great way to spend your time. So this week, guys, while Nicole's having a little look at that, we talked about aggressive dogs on our pages and we were asking you guys what was your worst experience with an aggressive dog and then we went on to find out whether you were breedist so talking about breeds Nicole's just found out she's a shih tzu shih tzu tzu. go on read it out sometimes people don't know whether they're coming or going with you one minute you're super friendly the next minute your mood takes you to a whole new level of bitch your personality is totally unique And as long as your friends and family know how to manage you, that's all that matters. You have a good heart underneath all that bravado. You're wary of strangers. Your heart's been put on the line too many times and now it scares you to open up. But once the long process of getting to know you comes, you allow people to see the real you and trust me, it's worth the wait. Oh, Nick, it's you. This is so apt. I actually remember meeting you properly for the first time was at our Manchester 30 Ways seminar. So last year, last year was it last year? Yeah. Last year we did a 30 Ways tour, me and Ryan, and talking about business. Um, And it was great. And our first one was Manchester. And we went out for a meal the night before and I sat next to you at the meal. Um, And that was the first time I remember meeting you on a kind of um, an actual like chatting, like, we were sitting there for a good hour. We had the chat and then we're late at the meal. So we were sitting there for quite a while and you bored me to death. Um, <laughs> but I knew from that moment. <laughs> no, it's funny because you were a little bit like, I was like, I want, you were really open, but I just felt like, oh, I didn't realise that. It wasn't like I suddenly thought, oh my gosh, we're meant to be together. Like, Do you want a spade to keep digging that hole? No, no, no. Rest I love it. Yeah, yeah, you, no, did you have a resting bitch face? I don't think so, but I wasn't sure whether, like, I didn't feel like we immediately clicked the way we do now. Whereas I've really, like, you're like one of my best mates, you know. Oh, I'm still waiting for that bridesmaid invite, but as the wedding gets delayed, I think someone else will get bumped off and I'll just have to yeah. squeeze into their dress. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if not, you can you can get under my dress. <laughs> it's big enough. Big enough. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, so let's go through this then. So how have you had a bad experience with an aggressive dog? Okay. Nick, tell us your own personal view. Well, I'm going to cut this story really short because I could go on for ages about it, but I cannot groom Rottweilers. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I'm like, I, I totally get that there's lovely Rottweilers out there. However, I got backed into a corner by one when I was in the salon. And ever since then... I get like, I know that I'm not confident enough to not be scared of them, which is the only reason why I don't like Michaela will groom them. We'll still accept them in the, in the shop, but I'm just not confident enough to like, whenever I groom a dog, I like to be going there confident knowing that I'm in charge of that situation. But with a Rottweiler, I don't feel like that. So that, so I don't ever put myself in that position. So that's why I don't do Rottweilers. But what about you? Uh, 
I'm breedist for sure. Um, so I like, yeah, a Sharpe walks into the room and knows he's boss. Like for me, I just can't, I just don't trust them. And give me a naughty shih tzu any day. You know, one of those really aggressive shih tzus, no problem. But give me a Sharpe, I just will not know how to read it. And therefore it's just not safe for me to do them. So it's really funny because I do see other people being breeds. So I love Rottweilers, love them. Um, I don't know if I've told you this story, so stop me if I have, but my beautician whack lady, she has Rottweilers and she like rescues Rottweilers. And um, one time, and I'm like, I'm one of the most friendly dogs with like, well, I think, let me talk again. If you guys probably all feel like this, when you go to a friend's house and they've got a dog or, or sometimes a dog that they always get a bit nervous and they're like, oh no, are they? do you like dogs? Do you not like dogs? We're the type of people that are like, yeah, no problem, dog, no problem. Um, so I was like that, but her Rottweilers were a bit weird. Like I did always feel a tiny bit of energy about them because they were just kind of do this weird, like nudging me with their noses and their mouths. But it wasn't like a, hi, it was a, hello I'm here and this is my house kind of thing and I was like always a bit like hmm okay but I always tried to act confident and kind of anyway one day I was on the bed getting uh, my lashes done or my wax or something and then um, she's like oh do you want to meet my new Rottweiler and I was like yeah of course I do so she let the dog in the room gosh right and this dog literally didn't know I was in the house okay so it saw me on the bed and you just knew the mood changed, right? Mm-hmm. This dog was so unhappy with me being in this room. It's, you know, when their back goes up and their neck raises, it did that. And I saw the beautician, she kind of panicked and I just stayed really still on this bed. I didn't say anything. And she had moments to grab that dog before it jumped up and attacked me. You could just tell that was happening. And we always afterwards always said from that day, like how close it was because she just was like, who the hell is in this house? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm fine with Rottweilers apart from that experience, but it does take the edge to you, you know, like, but you do see people say, oh, I hate grooming. I don't know. Um, big dogs, for instance. I love big dogs. Like give me a newfie over a Shih Tzu any day. Um, but so many people are breeders and it's so funny when you when you don't get that you don't you have a nice um relationship with that breed and they're saying they don't I'm sure there's people out there going Rottweilers and and Sharpe's are my favorite and there's me and you quivering at the fault I know exactly right so I think that there is, I think you don't like to be known as being breeders, but there is a lot of comments on this thread um, mm. about being breedist. So mm. we went to the groomer group to ask this question and we had nearly 200 responses. Thank you, everybody. Um, so Naomi Samuel has said, Pekingese, I had one chase me down the street when I was five and each one I've come across has tried to bite me. <laughs> I'm glad the pe- the Pekingese, I've called them Pekingese, um, that I was holding on the naked photo shoot didn't go and bite me because it was in a very interesting place. It was, it was. We have a lot of the the usual suspects. So we've got Lana Williams has said German Shepherds. They're big and unpredictable and they put me on edge. Mm. See, I, I have a German Shepherd, Bella. 
and I she is lovely she is the most beautiful dog however I can see why people would be scared of German Shepherds because they're loud, they're boisterous. Like, you would think that if you didn't know Bella that she was going to bite you. She never, ever would. But yeah. I, can, I can totally see why people get put on edge by German Shepherds. Totally. Interesting one there is Elsa. She says Scottish Terriers. They all have an attitude problem. Small dog with a gob full of massive teeth and they know it. See, I... I, I, I come across some really good um scotties i like that comment underneath joe barton has said snap no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) oh we love it guys we love it um another one for scotties there refuse bijons because i oh because i can't focus on the coat okay yeah i'd I'd be surprised if people refuse bijons because of aggressiveness one thing that i find really strange is naomi in short she's written staffies i only bring one and he's my friend's dog and he's really snappy at the dryer i used to own them so i'm not against the breed but in 10 years of grooming i haven't had a pleasant grooming experience with them i'm surprised because there's so many lovely staffies yeah most loyal dogs you can find you say that so sue pratt has said the same thing staffies one very very bad experience and i won't entertain them in the salon unless i know the owner and the dog very well only breed that makes me nervous and i don't trust them and happily send them to groomers who do like them and i mean i think that's the focus of it really i think if you have one bad experience with a dog who's powerful i think that's the difference because we get a lot of snappy shih tzus snappy lasses snappy westies but you almost have that sense that if they're going to bite you, although they'll probably hurt you, they're not going to do any sort of, unlikely that they'll do any major damage. Whereas you know that if a Staffy, a Rottweiler, a German Shepherd turns bad, they could literally scar you for life. They'll go for the face and cause some real damage. I think we've got to realise we're working with animals here. Like, like, and they can be dangerous. Like, unpredictable like but the thing is with staffies i think they get a really raw deal not just within like i don't really find that many people against staffies in the grooming industry but around the world staffies are looked at quite badly and i've got so many lovely staffies that i'd have one if i wasn't allergic but i literally come out in hives um lasa apsos they are so, so renee um has written lasa apsos they are either sweet as pie or ninja tornadoes with teeth Absolutely. I hear you, Renee. I hear you. See, I I don't know. I might have have told you this story before on one of our other ones about the Lassa Apso that I used to groom. Um, And it was always snappy with me. I could always manage it, but it was when I used to groom in in the house. Um, So I went with them and I said that this, like they had young children. And I said, this dog is really unpredictable. You need to be really careful. And they were like, oh, he loves the kids. He's absolutely fine. And they had their two-year-old granddaughter woke him up from a, from a nap and he ripped a top lip off. <gasps> so I went round, oh God, maybe it's about two weeks after it actually happened and the poor little thing, she was there and they'd sewed a full top lip back on. So she's got this uh, big crescent scar from literally the top of her nose to each side of the corners of her mouth where the dog had literally just lunged at her and took off the top, a top lip. Gosh. I think it's I like owners like that. Sorry? I assume the dog was put down. No, it wasn't. No. It just he was there. I went over to groom it two weeks after it had happened and they said oh he had a like a really bad term with the granddaughter and now the the kids won't bring um the, the granddaughter around unless the dog's put away. So they just made like this little um area in the kitchen where they just put the dog in when the granddaughter's there and I'm like, What well, I don't understand the mindset of people. 
or they needed to rehome it to someone who's never going to have kids around. Like the thing is, it was one of them dogs where you know for a fact that if you give that dog boundaries, that it would be a lovely dog, but it just got it yeah. let it, let it do whatever it wanted. It peed in the house, it ruled the roost, it slept on the beds, it didn't have any rules. It had a full plate of dinner down for it all day, every day, so it could eat what it wanted, and it was just out of control. Living a life, living a life. Maybe that's why I'm I've gone a bit twisted because I I am. Um, get a full plate of food and we've got my drawers to empty at any point yeah I mean I'm not I'm not I would never class myself as somebody who knows everything about dog behavior because I don't however I think that there's a lot to be said about when you go into people's houses as a groomer and you see how they live at home because we often don't see that when we're in the salon we see just the dog coming in but when you see them in their home environment and how they get treated at home you can sort of see where that's come from but I'm having a massive issue with Vegas at the minute my little Bichon mix and she's totally toilet trained in terms of she'll go out for a wee outside but when it comes to being in the house she'll leave little like she's marking everywhere is she neutered or not no, she was due to go in in lockdown. Um, but I was the only reason that I was getting a neutered was because of this issue. I don't normally like to get because she's still under two year old, and I don't I don't get my dogs done normally until after two. Yeah. It's a whole new debate. But um, yeah. we she started doing it when she went upstairs, and she'd go jump up on our bed and pee on the bed. So I put up a baby gate to stop her from going upstairs. She's then from doing it on the uh, she used to do it every single night so I introduced a crate which she absolutely loves a crate um and she'll go in there and sleep in there on an evening so that stopped the evening wheeze however she's now taken to jumping up on the back of the sofa and peeing on the sofa no but but it's not massive wheeze it's not like a full wee she'll still bark to go out and paw at the door when she wants to go out and she'll have a full wee but then she'll come straight back in and pee on the sofa well, there we go. Any one of our followers that would like to help the wonderful sidekick of Nicole, get in touch and teach her how to train her dog. Yeah. Please, Is it because you, maybe she's copying you. You seem to scent quite a lot of it. Like, I think after you've had a baby, you tend to scent as you go throughout the whole day. You do. Every time you laugh, sneeze, cough, you, you start marking around the house. You generally think. stand still. I mark as I go. <laughs> But I really need some help here. I've read books and books and books on it. And I've had a look online. I've gone on articles that behaviours has written. But it always seems to be trained for puppies and toilet training. It's yeah. not that she doesn't know when to go outside because she barks. And she'll go out yeah. and she'll do a full wee. But she's like, marking the house. And I'm not. Um, there's something that I'm missing. I need some, like, th- there's something that I need to do to help us. Well, I believe in our followers. And I'm sure you'll get the answer with our, our, our followers. <laughs> So my followers, if you could uh, let me know. <laughs> I saw someone else on there, if you scroll up slightly, Nick, um, that we have someone who is not a fan of cockapoos. So Steph Griffin said, I'm not a fan of cockapoos and normally price them high. How are you still in business, Steph? Because I think at least 70% of our clients are cockapoos. Like, it's it's the way we can make a hell of a lot of money nowadays. So... I am not sure how you can get away with not having cockapoos in your life. So, um, Danielle Ingerfil, interesting surname, has said, for me, in the area we are, I find poms are generally Satan on crack. Turbo times free. (laughs) Wow. 
yeah so yeah poms poms i've got a few that are quite little feisty little buggers um beagles utter bees oh i get the i i I totally get it with the beagles yeah do you know what my biggest bugbear is is the night when dogs make a lot of noise when they're like yap all the way throughout the groom noise stress is something that really puts me on edge and i'm just it makes me lose my absolute absolute shit honestly it really does have you seen rachel winch has said that old english sheepdogs now i don't know about you nick but there's not one old english sheepdog in the world that isn't amazing and i'm joking there is a lot of me and sophie lot. old Englishes, so we're yeah. you're totally preaching to the wrong choir here yeah but however i do have a few that are very naughty so mm-hmm. i do understand but that would worry me about getting another old english sometimes because i've had a few that are really naughty and i love the breed so much that i I'm really blessed with the ones that I've had because they've just been so calm and lovely. So, so Clara Roth has said, oh my God, where do I start? Westies, bitey fuckers. Scotties, also bitey fuckers. Yorkies, again, bitey fuckers. And by, and last but not least, whiny shawcockers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the whining of a, what would you say is the noisiest breed? I would say it's a Tibetan Terrier. They sing for England no no Westies Westies but I think Clara I think you probably need to start looking for a career change Pat because I think it's not for you because if you cut out Westies Scotties Yorkies and and Cocker Spaniels I don't think that you're going to be making much money unless you have a full salon full of doodles of course (laughs) okay so moving on from that we we did ask another question which ties in quite nicely today and that is about your worst aggressive dog so, yes. so Emma Smith, sorry Emma Smith she says I used to groom this chow chow that from the moment the owner left would be bat s crazy snarling barking lunging at you but once you eventually got her in a bath she was an angel almost like she'd just given up and knew it was going to happen if you saw the dog getting her in the bath you would run a mile yeah chows have ha- had a few bad experiences with chows ourselves one of our girls used to uh, used to work for us she um actually got bitten really badly by a chow in the face um ouch yeah yeah so joe webster said yes i let the owner stay and we groomed her together he was aggressive and tried to bite us both fine he was in the bath and with the dryer but with the clippers nowhere the owner distracted her and i managed to clip off the body but for her head we used a muzzle and took off as much as we could but i couldn't shave around her face which was matted without losing my fingers hands and arms so she went out with a matted mustache and totally clipped out all over Owner was super happy as no one's ever been able to groom her at all before. I said to get some little clippers and scissors and when she's calm at home, do the last bit. Dog was nice as pie until the clippers went on. Doesn't mention what groom, uh, what breed that was. So, um, but we've all had dogs like that that just won't let you get anywhere. It's so hard, isn't it? It's, it's, you never know what dog's going to be. And I think there's lots of dogs that you would expect the breed to be amazing. Is it really noisy? No. Giving me a Oh, I thought you'd give me a face. I just uh, read Nicole's face there, and then it's so funny because we obviously give each other eye contact when like there's a noise in the background. And right now, I've got a really annoying, noise blowing gardener next door who's blowing the leaves. Quite a fun job, it looks like blowing the leaves. It looks like a big blaster. I wonder if a blaster would work quite well for that. Anyway, Nicole just gave me this <laughs> look, and I thought she was actually telling me. Um, 
that it was being really noisy and I needed to stop recording. Actually, she was just biting her nails and pulling her face. You know why it is, right? So speaking of distractions, I have my son off today on um, a teacher training day. So while I'm like trying to get this podcast done, he's just sat downstairs by his by himself and uh, the salon's built onto my home and one of my staff members has just messaged saying, since you left your son downstairs on his own, I've given him his dinner. <laughs> Such a bad oh, now you're a good mum. No mum guilt here. No mum guilt here. So what are we asking for people to do next week, Nick? We are asking people to tell us about whether you're opening or closing due to COVID. What are the biggest sort of um, downfalls you've found from what's going on at the minute? If you close your salon, are you gonna? Are you really gonna struggle? We want to know about your struggles due to COVID. Um, and whether you have absolutely no option than to stay open for the sake of your business. Tell us, let us know. We want to know all about um, whether you're just going to close, what your opinions are, if, you know, at all costs you're going to close because you're shielding your family or for whatever reason. There's no judgment here. Let us know. We'll read it out. If you want to stay anonymous, just make sure that you private message either me or Soph and we will get that across. Or you could leave us a voice note on... 07520873787. I don't know if that's right. I just tried to do that by memory. <laughs> Let's fingers crossed to see who it is. Um, I'm totally going to keep this in, by the way, because it's important for you guys to know that Sophie's not perfect. <laughs> I am 100% not perfect in any way, shape, or form. Um, oh, no. Just click the wrong thing. So I said, let's see how right I was. 07520, correct. Oh, not eight seven. So oh seven five two zero six seven zero seven nine seven. That's oh seven five two zero six seven zero seven nine seven. Give us a voice note. Give us a text. Whatever you takes your fancy. Look forward to speaking to you soon. The whip it out, girls. Do you know what, Sophie? That was such a sensual voice. It actually turned yeah. you a little bit. I felt like I was on Babe Station. Not gonna lie. Did you? You should yeah. be. You should be one of them people who, you know, when you ring up and you're like, oh, I'm touching myself. Yeah, yeah. When really, you <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> really, just eating a big steak pie. Yeah, yeah, babes. Yeah, yeah. I'm touching myself. Yeah, yeah. And then keep, keep eating your pie. Yeah, yeah. I'm really turned on. <laughs> oh, gosh, Nick. What do we do? Oh, the reaction last week to Barbara was great. Loads of you listened to her. She's a great, she's a good, and isn't she our Barbara? She came out with some surprises. So, yes, I think when we get to episode 20, I think we need to have a little party. I think we need to, we we must be near to episode 20. We could do it live, Soph. Let's do a live podcast for episode 20. And we can get loads of people coming on. Yes, that's what we want. And we want, we don't want, like, we want people that be listening to it. We don't want just people who are necessarily big in the industry whatever we want to know if you want to be on that podcast we want some of our whip it out guys join us on that podcast who's seen us from day dot day dot yeah and do you know how many listeners we had we've had sophie go on we've had over six thousand listeners wow six thousand of you listening to us chatter away chatter that's about absolute shit (laughs) but we like it we like it and if you are enjoying it please let us know and we are looking for more people to review us and we have an amazing offer on board don't we nick tell us tell us we do so what you need to do first is you need to go on to itunes you need to go 
if you type in whip it out into the on the itunes start go all the way down scroll click on us and click review you need to leave us a review on there and give us a star rating um and then make sure that you follow us and share on facebook once you've done um, that what could i win nick what could we win, win? fantastic generous package from alpha blade sharpening you'll get a full blade bundle and that includes a spray of blade magic you'll get a mac and you get a full set of wide blades so that's a 30 wide 10 wide 7f wide 5f wide 4f wide and the whole package will be there for you oh you also get a brush don't forget the brush well everyone needs a brush there we go, guys. So we look forward to you all giving us a nice review. Thank you for listening to us again this week. And I think that's all that's left to say, is Nick? Oh, I'm going to do my babe station voice. You ready? <clears throat> Whip it out. That was really creepy. <laughs> yeah, just, just whip it out. That's, that's it. Just whip it out. <laughs>